Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Trish Regan Show. And we got another day with a lot of news coming our way. The third batch of Epstein documents that just dropped. And there's some explosive stuff in there that has a whole lot of people talking, including some that think that we might even get to hear from Epstein himself. Oh, what does that mean? We will discuss. Meanwhile, the president is en route right now to Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. He's trying to evoke some images of the Revolutionary War. You see, he's really down in the polls. He doesn't really know what to do because his policies aren't working. And so he's going to double down on the Trump is bad narrative. I'm going to tell you why that's not going to work. And uh, we got an immigration crisis on our hands that for some reason the administration just can't get out of its own way on. And this is not good. You know what? It's not good for Biden. It's not good for Democrats because even Democrats in states like Texas, they don't like this. This is not going well for them, politically speaking. Welcome. Welcome back. I am Trish Regan. This is the Trish Regan Show. We are brought to you, as always, in part by our friends over at Legacy PM Investments. LegacyPMInvestments.com, 1-866-589-0560. we got to talk about that jobs report, don't forget, today, and the threat of inflation that's still out there. For those of you that are interested in gold, these are the guys to call. We'll talk about all that momentarily, but first I want to start on the breaking news right now. As I said... You have the third batch of documents that were just released. Wow. So Epstein, um, he continues to live on, shall we say. You know, there, there was, we'll get into a little bit of what was going on with the, the documents because I think that uh, one anchor in particular, a former Fox colleague of mine, she alluded to some of this. Let's go to Megan Kelly because on her program today, she said something, and I said, oh my goodness, this is so mysterious. And it is. But I think I, I might be able to help explain what the thought process here is. She said that we might hear from Epstein himself. Let's take it away, Megan. Fascinating. And we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact, we're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. Uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell you. So... What I suspect this is about is that we will hear in some way, shape, or form. Not, not like he's you know, coming back from the dead and not like you know, it was a mystery and his body was shown to people and he's really like you know, some other person in witness protection. No, no. I actually think that there's probably some documentation from him, whether it be videos, whether it be emails. I mean, we already learned of the email in one of the previous drops about Stephen Hawking and he was trying to make the point to... Giselle Maxwell, the madam, so to speak. I mean, that's what she's in prison for. He was trying to make the point that, you know, this is so preposterous what Virginia Jeff is alleging, and you know it's preposterous because of the Stephen Hawking thing. Like, Stephen Hawking was said to have participated in one of these <clears throat> lewd events. Anyway, that's one example of how we're hearing from Epstein after the fact, if you would. But there could be more because I want to go to this right now. This is a tweet that just came out from a group called Technog Fog. Let's see if I can show you this. Okay, here we go. So this is more Jeffrey Epstein documents have been unsealed. They're just reporting this now. Adriana Ross, she was one of the John Doe. So Adriana Ross is like a big deal Polish model who was like one of four people to get immunity in this case. Well, she apparently had removed some computers from Epstein's Palm Beach mansion before the FBI could search the premises. So we got to ask, like, what was on 
those computers, right? Here's the thread, the back and forth exchange from some of the documents that they are citing. And it reads, I got the phone call from her that there would be, I don't know what time it was in the house in a certain time, and they would pick up those computers. And the response was, okay, and you got a call from Adriana, that's the Adriana Ross that I mentioned that got immunity. And the answer was right. Why were you called by Adriana to tell you that Adriana and would, okay, this is a little hard to read here. Why were you called by Adriana to tell you that Adriana and would be coming over to with some other gentleman to remove the computers? Do you know why you were told that? And the answer is no. But the idea here is somehow somebody removed some computers from Epstein's Palm Beach mansion before the FBI could actually search the premises. So was he on that? Was he saying anything? Were there emails, more emails, like the one that we saw he was sending to Giselle that came out about Stephen Hawking? That's the question now. How much will we hear from him possibly maybe directly? I I think Megan's right. I'm curious to hear more from her, and we'll have to listen in. But I think that she's right in that there's stuff out there. He's he's not coming from back from the dead, and and I don't think he's in witness protection. But there's more stuff out there, so we don't totally, totally know the entire story. What we have found, though, however, according to this latest dump, is that Bill Clinton's all over it. Allegedly, apparently, Hillary Clinton is, too. I haven't fully read all of the documents yet. I will. I will, so I'll come back to you with that. But somebody clued us into this a short time ago. I do believe that would be the former president of the United States who doesn't have a whole lot of friends in Democrat circles these days. Let's go to this tape. you got to hear this because he was pretty prescient, right, in this whole... He's been that way, actually, on a lot of different things. But here's Donald Trump talking about Bill Clinton and his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Bill Clinton. Nice guy. Uh, Got a lot of problems coming up, in my opinion, with the famous island with Jeffrey Epstein. A lot of problems. Okay, a lot of problems. Uh, we shall we shall see how those problems unfold. But uh, I think he's right. I think there are a lot of problems. I think Donald Trump gets it on that front, and we don't know. Like we've just barely scratched the surface. I think back over this story and how reluctant so many people were to report on it, and I consider that that, that in and of itself, right, is pretty alarming. I mean, we know there's a lot of things that people didn't want to report on. For example, oh, I don't know, that the coronavirus might have originated from a lab in Wuhan, China, that happened to be working with coronaviruses and researched at the time. There was that little number. The CIA still won't come out and actually say. They're they're allegedly divided. Well, multiple other agencies have said, yeah, you know, it came from Wuhan, China. There was that. There There was the laptop, right? The infamous Hunter Biden laptop. Don't get me started on that one. I mean, that was really just disgusting. To see the display, the total display, if you would, of people that were willing to go to bat for Joe Biden just because, right, just because they hated Trump. Look, I mean, Donald Trump has been onto a lot of things, and we as individuals, as American citizens, we don't always get to hear the truth. And that's a problem. I mean, Amy Robach, she, she had the truth. This is the former GMA, Good Morning America anchor, who was out there working the story, had been reporting the story, and had it three years before anybody reported on Jeffrey Epstein. It's just that the powers that be, shall we say, they didn't want her to report it. Remember? 
I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail. And now it's all coming out. And it's like these new revelations. And I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We it was um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago, saying like, aunt, like, we there will come a day where we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. Wow, wow. So of course she's mad. I mean, she had to have been. She's going to still be mad. By the way, she no longer works at Good Morning America, but she was all over the story. She was trying to report it out, and she got told, "No, no, you can't." I mean. That that is, by the way, the problem with media today. I should point out that ABC is owned by Disney. We could talk about Disney coming up a little bit later in the program. But listen, I mean, the, the, you can't get the truth out. It's very, very challenging. And the minute someone comes along and actually starts to speak the truth, they run the risk of getting totally shut down. Speaking of which, speaking of which, as we look at new poll numbers that continue to come out, what do you see Donald Trump is actually ahead, like ahead by about two point something points overall, nationally speaking, in the average of real clear politics polls right now. It's a big deal only because typically the way Donald Trump tends to poll, he actually like under polls, right? Like I mean, think about how much he's done in terms of those polls to dis- almost despite the polls, right? Because Every time they, they have a poll, it turns out when it actually comes to election time, he does a little bit better. Now, a lot, of pe- a lot of people are like, well, you know, look at what happened at midterms. But he wasn't on the ballot. He will be on the ballot in 2024. So the Biden administration is right to be nervous. And nervous they are. They're nervous. Why? Because they got a bad candidate, number one. And two, I mean, in all seriousness, is your life better now? Is it better then let's say pre-COVID, like in 2019, I think most people collectively would tell you no. I mean, things were actually better before. And when you look at a lot of the economic data, that's also what it points to. You saw a growth in the middle class, unlike anything we had seen in some 50 years, in terms of what people were making, in terms of wages, We can talk about wages and wage growth that came out today. But when you compare and contrast it with the inflation overall, you saw some steady, healthy growth in wages among the middle class. And that actually pointed to some of the success of the Trump policies. You had lower energy prices. And now we're looking at energy prices that are continuing to go just through the roof. Apparently, there's going to be an investigation. The House Republicans want to actually investigate the Department of Energy now and try and look at just exactly whether or not there's any sort of kickback between some of the green energy deals that are going on and the Department of Energy and some of the 
prominent politicians that might be involved in some of that. I think it's an interesting thing to look at, especially in light of what we've learned about Hunter, etc. Anyway, if we get a lousy economy and we get a problem at the border. And as a result, Biden realizes the only way he's going to win this thing is maybe if he can just again get people to think, okay, he's the nice guy. He's the moderate. And you don't want Trump. So he's doubling down on this rhetoric that's very anti-MAGA, that's very inspired by, okay, January 6th was awful and it was all Trump's fault. And because of that, it would be the end of democracy. End of democracy if you were to ever vote for this guy. So that's the messaging. I'm just preparing you. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it coming out of Valley Forge tomorrow. And he's trying to, like, harken back to revolutionary war times. I mean, don't forget, it's where the Continental Army was. I mean, site of, you know, great speech by, uh, by Washington. And so you can anticipate that this is what he's trying to channel. And he's going to tell you one thing and one thing only. You cannot elect Donald Trump. Because if you do, it's the end of the country. It is the end of America. It is the end of democracy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Except that people are sitting there saying, well, you know, it didn't end before. And by the way, you know, as much as you want to say about J6, you know, as much as you want to, like, they still didn't actually prosecute him for insurrection. Now, did they? I mean, we'll see what happens with the Supreme Court, et cetera, with all of that. But I think that the average American is still going back to, wait a second, how was my life then versus how is my life now? And they don't feel like the world's in a really good place with Joe Biden. Consider the immigration issue, right? Consider the immigration issue. I want to get to that momentarily. Consider, consider the, the economy. I mean, this is quite a stunner right here. There was a poll that just came out of USA Today Suffolk, and what we saw is that Trump is leading actually among Hispanic and young voters. He's getting 34% of the Hispanic vote Wow, Biden, forgive me, Biden is getting 34% of the Hispanic vote. Trump is getting 39% of the Hispanic vote. So that's a five-point spread. Also, Trump is leading with black voters. Biden's losing support among young voters, with Trump now leading 37% with voters under 33 compared to Biden's 33%. So a four-point spread there. I mean, this is pretty remarkable. People are like, I don't like it. I don't like this president. I don't like his policies. And I'm not going to vote for him. I, I, I mean, I, I don't see how they do. I really don't see how they do vote for him, considering that, well, considering that, they, you know, they don't have the same kind of lockup scenario that worked so well. Think about how well that worked. Remember, in 2020, you got everybody to do the absentee ballots for the Democrat Party. They were extremely well organized about that. Let's hope that Republicans can be organized about that sort of grassroots effort as well. And if, you know, we're going to have absentee balance, two can play at that particular political game, can they not? But a lot of Republicans are still worried, and I get it, I understand, because they're not confident that the system is actually going to work for them. Let's cut to uh, some sound from MSNBC. They said it well. The Washington Post is out today with a new poll that found that 25% of Americans, 25%, believe the false conspiracy theory that the January 6th insurrection was instigated by the FBI. Joining me and Michael. Okay, that's pretty remarkable, right? Because 
you know, to, to, to think that it was instigated by the FBI. There's a large number of people that do actually believe that. And so that tells you the lack of confidence that people have in the system. And I've said this over and over again. You know, it's like a little boy that cried wolf. The government can't just keep going around saying one thing's true when it's not. Think about the dossier. They tried to tell us that whole thing was true. And it turned out, oh, oh, what do you know? It was a bunch of opposition research from Hillary Clinton's team, bought and paid for by a law firm that hired another group, Fusion GPS, that hired that Russian, the British ex-spy out of Russia, that would be Christopher Steele. I mean, wow. And so it turned out they lied to us on that. And then they lied to us again with that darn laptop. I mean, multiple instances. So after a while, people don't trust the government anymore. And that's a huge risk. It's a huge risk, by the way, to our country, to our system overall. We ought to be able to trust the government. And clearly, given everything that's happened, nobody does. Nobody does. That was something else that was reflected in this poll. They were, they were very worried. A number of these people, I think we have a story from The Hill on this, actually. We can show you the headline here because a number of people were just worried that their vote wouldn't count. Most Trump supporters, a new poll, not confident. Their votes will be accurately counted. Think about that. 52% of voters say they feel that They don't have the confidence in the ballots that they will be accurately trailed. I mean, what's happening to us? Well, when you lie that much to the American people, you know what? The American people start to doubt the system. It is fully understandable, fully understandable under the circumstances. And now, you know, they've tried to lie and tell us that the economy is good. This one cracks me up because the the, the press this morning, I mean, NPR was like, woo, you know, the economy's doing great, 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 great. And look at these job numbers. First of all, 216,000 jobs being added to the economy. Not so great. I'm just going to tell you that. You know, you want to keep pace with population growth. You're going to be adding at least 330,000 jobs per month. This is 216,000. So they are below the mark. But you know what's really alarming? What's really alarming is that we saw for better than 4% wage growth. Now, under normal circumstances, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you want wages to grow. But wage growth means inflation. And you have a Federal Reserve that is desperately trying to fight inflation, but just took a back seat to it because they're concerned about the political ramifications of it. So they're kind of stuck. And that whole soft landing that they were bargaining on, I don't know if that's necessarily in the cards. I mean, look, I hope it is. I hope for everyone's sake it is. But here's Janet Yellen trying to spin this report and, and not doing it so successfully. Is he, uh... It is very rare to bring down um, inflation as much as we have without seeing a weakening in the job market. But we have 23 months in a row unemployment under 40 percent. Haven't seen that in 50 4%. years. So the soft landing, did it happen? I, what we're seeing now, I think we can describe as a soft landing, and my hope is that it will, it will continue. So, uh, You know, I hope it will continue too, but I have my reservations, shall I say? I have my reservations. You know what? Even Bloomberg has its re- reservations as well. It's an organization, actually, I used to work for. They've got more than 5,000 reporters all around the globe, and here's their headline. U.S. payrolls, wages pick up, jobs report dotted with caveats. Thank you very much. It's true. I mean, 216,000 is nothing to brag about. And when you consider, when you consider, ladies and gentlemen, 
you've got better than 4% wage growth, that tells me you are not out of the woods on inflation. You are still at risk for a soft landing. I want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at LegacyPMInvestments.com, one of our sponsors here on the show and our very first sponsor, I should point out, LegacyPMInvestments.com, 1-866-589-0560. That is their number. If you're worried about inflation yourself, and I imagine like under the circumstances, you probably are. It's smart to be worried, and you're looking for ways to diversify. One of the ways you might do that is by investing in precious metals, specifically for a lot of people, that would be gold. So give them a ring, one 589 Charles Thorngren, good friend of the show, he runs the place there. Their sales team will be able to help you out and just think through some of that. But again, economy, not in a, not in a stellar spot. And American voters, they know it. And that's why the poll numbers are terrible. He's got nothing to brag about. All he can do is go back to the well. And you know how deep that well is on just J6, J6, J6. He's the end of democracy, et cetera. Oh, and they're going to double down, too, on the whole race thing. He's going to go on to South Carolina, to Columbia, which was the site of that horrible, horrible situation where nine people were massacred there in that shooting. I mean, just a devastating story. But it did happen in 2015, actually. That would have been when President Obama was in office. He will try to paint any conservative as, uh, well, racist. I mean, that's, again, going back to the well. And that, that's, that's really something else. And, and they're trying to do that. Why? Because, well, what do you know? Trump is doing better with black voters. He's doing better with Hispanic voters. Look, I'm just going to tell you, people are not. We're not that divided. We, we all share common goals, right? We want to get ahead. We want to succeed. We want economic success for our families, for ourselves. We want that chance of prosperity. And when you take it away and then you try and tell us it's all about, you know, somebody else's color of their skin or the sex or their gender, et cetera, then you start to really have problems because you better be able to support that. He can't. He can't support it. America sees through it and will continue to see through it. And I predict his poll numbers are going to continue to suffer. I mean, you look at things like these immigration numbers. I mean, this is wild. This is just absolutely incredible. I, 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 I'm blown away by this. Here's Zero Hedge. I don't know if you guys ever go to Zero Hedge. It's one of my, my favorite sites. I, I've known these guys for years. And, and basically, they're saying, take a look at this catastrophic jobs report. They're calling it catastrophic. And they're saying that native-born workers are plunging and a whole lot more. Well, this is the sentiment that I think is being echoed throughout the country right now with people worrying about all of the benefits going to people who are here illegally or just came to this country in violation of various immigration rules. And they're saying, wait a second, what about me? What about me? I'm doing everything the right way. I'm, I'm working hard. I'm trying to actually put one foot in front of the other and, and dot my I's and cross my T's. And I'm now at a disadvantage because of it. Think about this. In California, Gavin Newsom, who wishes, by the way, he was running for president, and who knows, you know, maybe he still will. Heck, you know, I've seen stranger things. He'd have to get over Kamala first. But anyway, Gavin Newsom, he has a new policy out in California he's trying to push. He wants free health care for all migrants, for all illegals. You come here, you get free health care. Wow. So they've got, what, 760,000 undocumented people in California, if you give them all free health care, they're estimating it will cost somewhere around $2 billion. I actually think that's pretty optimistic. I think it's going to cost even more. But 
wouldn't that just incentivize more people to come here? I mean, think about what we had, 300,000 people that came to the U.S. that crossed the border, and those were the ones that were apprehended, right? We're not even talking about the ones that were released. We're not talking about ones that they didn't catch. So 300,000, most ever, in the month of December alone. Do you really think when you're like, woohoo, we got free health care, that that's actually going to dissuade people from coming? I mean, they got themselves a problem, and this is something that Senator Cassidy, I want to show you this soundbite from him, because Senator Cassidy totally hit it spot on. He said it really doesn't make any sense. He was on Fox actually just today, and this was his company. He's, by the way, a doctor. He's a doctor who worked in Southern California, now a senator from Louisiana. But let's listen in here. I did my medical residency in Southern California. They had a hospital there that was, you know, for the uninsured at the time. And it was loaded with people who we kind of perceived to be there illegally. We never asked because we're going to treat them. I'm a doc. You come to me, I'm going to treat you no matter what. But there would be folks coming from Mexico with a note written in Spanish, please address this condition. Women would come to deliver their babies. They would deliver and then return to Mexico. And all the benefits that go for children would go back with them, aid for the dependent children, etc. Um, so anyway, they absolutely. Yeah. So think, think through that one. Like it, enough is enough, right? Like we've actually got to start thinking about ourselves as a country with actual borders. The idea that the federal government is suing Abbott because he's trying to actually enforce the border. That'd be the governor of Texas. I mean, how wild is this? If you are a country, you have to actually respect those borders. It's not like I can go to Mexico and, you know, live off the, the dole in Mexico. That's not going to happen. And yet, why is it working this way? I mean, they, they've given us all kinds of excuses, I believe. We've heard from Mayorkas in the past. Alejandro Mayorkas, who is, of course, our, our DHS secretary, tries to tell us, well, it's climate change and it's, uh, it's uh, migration patterns and it's crime and poverty. Yeah, but that's always been there, right? That's always, unfortunately, for Latin America, been part of the story. In fact, if anything, they probably have more sort of, uh, I mean, they're poor, but the poverty level, I mean, if you look at a place like Brazil, right? They, they at least now have food to eat. I remember when I was reporting there and Lula was president, he's president again, and he was talking about how people needed to eat more healthy because they had a diabetes problem. People were like, wait, what are you talking about? This is Brazil. And they were like, gosh, wait, we do have a diabetes problem. But it was strange to the population because for years they had suffer, suffered from starvation. So these, these economies have changed and, and you know, they're, they're still very, very poor, but they're, they've always been poor. And I, I would say that in some ways, maybe they're not quite, quite suffering from the same really horrific standard of living. I, I, I don't think you can use that as an excuse. I think that's my point to Mr. Mayorkas. It's not an excuse. But they just keep saying they need more money, they need more money, they need more money. I mean, we heard Joe Biden just coming back fresh from vacation, red as a lobster. You know, the guy had skin cancer, and yet he's out there sunning himself. And he said, they got to give me the money. Let's watch. He's being asked if he's going to do something about the border. He said, well, they got to give me the money. They got to give me the money. He wants a lot of money to try and fix this. 
The problem is the Republicans don't want to give them the money because they're looking at it saying, whoa, you're actually just going to use this to help facilitate having more and more people that are undocumented here in this country. I mean, if you could promise us you were actually going to deport people that were coming here that you could, then maybe we could talk. But that's not actually what you want to do. I mean, really. uh, And it was sort of on display in a recent interview that Mayorkas did, which he was really questioned and and that that was thrown out there you know republicans are willing to do this but you guys you guys have got to make sure that the money goes directly for that if they could come up with sort of a no strings attached and it would go directly for only the immigration issue would you be willing to entertain it look at how he stumbles and he kind of you know dances around the actual question i want you to see it as far out as 2031 uh you're talking about that but when you say that Republicans won't accept the extra funding, they have a problem with the funds being used to release and transport illegal immigrants around the country. So Congress is listening right now. Would you ex- accept the extra funding on the condition that the funds could only be used for detention and renew- removal, but not release into the country? Uh, Brett, the funds are needed to provide the Department of Homeland Security with more Border Patrol agents. The funds are needed to provide the Department of Homeland Security with more technology. The funds are needed to provide... So he's trying to say that the funds are going to go all towards these things. But you know what? Nobody's buying it. And he wasn't able to answer the question directly. So we continue to have an issue here. We may have a shutdown over the darn thing. And overall... Biden's not going to be off the hook. He's not going to be off the hook because the average voter cares about this, whether you're Democrat or Republican. So they can talk about Trump being so bad all they want. Again, it comes back to whether or not voters actually believe it. And, you know, well, then if they don't, they've always got this little trick up their sleeves. I want to share with you some breaking news just coming to us right now. Letitia James out of New York. She's the attorney general that has been going after Donald Trump, that campaigned on going after Donald Trump, that promised she would get Donald Trump one way or another. Well, she is trying to break going after him in this civil case. I mean, this one's pretty bizarre to me because it's, it's really kind of something to have the government try and get in between a bank that's lending to an individual business and the bank making a decision to lend and the individual providing documentation with a little asterisk that says, hey, you know, you got to do your own due diligence. And apparently Deutsche Bank did, and they decided he was a worthy credit risk. Nobody actually lost money. Everybody made money. But according to Letitia James, he threatened the whole system by lying about the square footage in his apartment and some other things. So she is upping the amount of money to $370 million that she wants to collect off of Donald Trump and his businesses, in addition to spelling him forever out of New York. Originally, I think it was $250 million, so she's just up in the ante. I mean, who the heck wants it, right? Who wants to be in politics, period, with all of this insanity? You gotta, you got to admire anybody who's willing to do any of this, I'll tell you. Give me a break. It's a $120 million increase. Okay, before I let you go today, uh, one last check at Disney. Because I showed you something the other day. I told you all about how, you know, Disney's been suffering. Its stock price has been 
cut in half, like in the last five years, they got Nelson Peltz in there really trying to rattle people and say, hey, you know, you got to do a better job. They, they brought in the CFO of Pepsi, who's trying to watch and be more accountable for all that money that's getting spent. But, you know, no one can quite waste hundred million here, hundred million there, like Disney, I guess. They are redoing the entire Star Wars franchise and you'd think they'd learn their lesson. Like, we don't want to go too woke. We don't want to go too woke. But they uh, are going woke. They're, like, doubling down on woke. Look, I hope this woman's great. I don't want to just say, you know, hey, just because she's a woke radical feminist that's Pakistani and Canadian, she's not going to be able to service the customer that so loves Star Wars. I, I'm, I, but I will just say she's an interesting choice, a very interesting choice. Let's watch her here. What is the balance of activating a force for change, but also trying to permeate that patriarchy, that power structure? And is that a part of the calculation of your art as well? And and what's been the reaction to that? Oh, absolutely. Um, I like to make men uncomfortable. I enjoy (laughs) making men uncomfortable. <laughs> not you, just just not you. Not know, you. Not not you. Point taken. Point taken. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, it okay. is important. So she loves making men uncomfortable. She enjoys making men uncomfortable. And uh, you know, if you're that uncomfortable, are you, you going to be more inclined to watch Star Wars? I don't know. Be going out on a limb. Anyway, it is great to have you guys here on another live edition of the show. Great to see so many familiar faces. I want to encourage you right now to go into the comments below. If you didn't get a chance to comment live, go into the comments below, like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff because, uh, well, you know, we need the force with us, shall we say. I will see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining me.